you are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network one of us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions we do accept pitches for audio based or banner ads but on a case-by-case basis if you're interested in that contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com with the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Implement Order 666. The Jedi will taste defeat. At last, the revenge of the Sith is complete. Not so fast, Emperor Palpastink. What's this? We're the Bad Batch. Hunter, I'm the leader of the Bad Patch, a skull-faced punk, a rocky cliffhanger. I always draw first blood. Thrasher! Busting out of Netflix, we're working for the mouse. Full speed ahead, I'm bringing down the house. Tech! Superior intellect and technologically advanced. Run up against the Bad Batch? You don't stand a chance. Omega! Oh, crikey, I protect my family with my bow. Running with the Bad Batch straight out of Camino. Crosshair! Free agency ideals all must be retired. A soldier's only purpose is glory to the Empire. Echo! Mm, yes, and I'm here too. Here comes the bad batch. Oh, how I hate those clones. Spinning an arrow. Hello, this is Bradley Martin with the Screener Squad. And we're going to be talking about Star Wars The Bad Batch today on Disney+. Plus. Thank you for listening to that opening. I won't be talking about this by myself, of course. With me is someone who always finds the droids you're looking for. Elliot. That was uh, actually, I think, better than the show. <laughs> <laughs> and also laughing with me, we have somebody who got kicked out of Stormtrooper School. Because he never misses his shot. Marco is with us. Howdy, howdy. That was really entertaining. Thank you. I appreciate that. And someone who I think always appreciates a good series to watch since he's the best puppet since Babu Freak. We've got Doggett with us today. Stormtrooper Doggett. So Star Wars The Bad Batch. We have a, a group of soldiers, clone troopers, as it were. Surviving Order 666. Was it called that? Or was it 626? I honestly don't remember. 666. 666? That's a little on the nose. (laughs) Surviving that order and realizing that their clone brothers, well, they all went crazy and started hunting the Jedi. Why didn't they hunt the Jedi? They found out on Kamino while meeting a little girl who's also a clone named Omega, who says that the Kamino aliens installed... All the clones with an inhibitor chip. But the Bad Batch, well, they're not just badasses. They're a bad batch of clones that didn't have inhibitor chips. At least ones 
that worked correctly. So they realized that, oh, hey, free agency is pretty cool. And the Empire, you know, betraying the men and women we worked with, that's, that's a load of crap. We should betray them back. So they band together as a family, leave Camino with Omega, and try to find their place in a world where the war has stopped, but the fighting continues. My fellow comrades, what did you think of the Bad Badge? I loved it. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) I did not love it. Um, So I was born in 92 and raised on Star Wars, the original trilogy. I mean, I watched those over and over and over again. Still love those movies. I think I convinced myself that I liked the prequels for about a decade. I really, I've never been one to like dive into Star Wars media. It's really just been the live action films for me. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I found this really a slog to get through you know it's it's incredibly lore heavy it's clearly made for people that have watched the clone wars multiple times yeah i i felt i found it very hard to stay engaged with this there were some stories that i kind of you know picked my head up at especially towards the end but a lot of this was i thought really thin and really boring really built for star wars nerds which you know isn't necessarily a knock against it it's just that i'm not as ensconced in that world as some people, you know, I found, I found the character of Omega just like, kind of like, why was she there? A lot of the time didn't make any sense. And I thought her presence was more to draw in like a younger crowd. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bailey, Bailey, I'm going to say, this is where you're wrong because (laughs) Bradley is a gigantic star Wars fan and he had, and he fucking hates the show. Oh, good. (laughs) Hey, don't bury the lead, and I don't hate the show. <laughs> Omega's there because someone has to go on an adventure. That's how Star Wars works. And the Bad Batch are like battle-torn war veterans, so they can't go on adventures. It's old hat to them. So, you know, enter Omega, who's like, Wowza, crikey, wackadoo, look at all this new stuff. Terrible Omega impersonation, my apology. But I think that's why she's there. And I actually, after a while, she became more endearing probably because i have young ones that are also little scamps that just want to help yeah i i I was just gonna say i think i'll be in the middle like i'm not gonna hate or love this show as much as uh the two extreme opinions that are already in the chat but when it comes to omega it's a kid show a real luke skywalker (laughs) (laughs) so there has to omega is the only thing that makes this a kid show like i it would be a completely different tone if it was just the bad batch I can't say whether it'd be good or worse, but it would it would just be different. Omega is what makes this a kid show. This is my first Star Wars. I didn't see the Clone Wars. I didn't see any other ones, despite them being highly recommended. Despite knowing enough about them that I'm like, oh, that's a good piece of drama. That's not what this is. This is a this is a kid show about an adventure, and I can't knock it for that. But it's just it definitely skews a little bit younger. The uh, this. I feel like I can't compare it to the other Star Wars shows, but this one skews younger, I think. Well, it often takes a turn to let the audience know, don't turn it off, don't pause it, don't tell your kids, no, 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 everything worked out, everything's fine. We're going to make sure everything resolves that way. Like certain episodes have a a sense of dread, like, oh no, this is Omega realizing that the face of war isn't adventure, it's tragedy. But then that face in the episode winks, and everything works out just peachy keen. 
It's like a funny scene in Jojo Rabbit where it's like, oh, this is really lighthearted. And then you turn around and there's and there's people being set on fire by the Empire. Well, there's stormtroopers with flamethrowers. You could easily turn to your kids and be like, oh, no, they're going to burn down the buildings. Ah! And that's it. Oh, my God, my skits! My skits, boy! <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, they're fine. <laughs> okay. We have six Bad Batch members. I just sang all their names. Uh, Hunter, Thrasher, Tech. Echo, Omega, and Crosshair. Did any of you have a favorite member and why? Crosshair was such a motherfucker and was one of the most interesting aspects of the show to me. You mean the only character with character growth? Like, yeah, it's easily <laughs> Crosshair. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's such a leading force because he's um he's not really with the the main group that long, and just seeing his journey, I keep on thinking. Is this going to be a redemption thing? Because Star Wars does that. And every turn, he's like, maybe, but I'm going to do a lot of shit on the way. <laughs> and yes, he does He does a lot of foul shit on the way. He's straight up Nazi. I think the only characters I can really remember are Hunter and... Or, of the clones are Hunter and Tech. Just because Hunter looks like Rambo with a half-red face and Tech has... But Echo has a wrench for an arm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with Hunter wearing the Rambo bandana when he wears a helmet to go into battle? That keeps, keeps your hair out of your keeps eyes. The hair out of his it's eyes. Like a, it's like <laughs> a hat on a hat. He, they they all have the same hair. Well, I guess some of them shave. No, okay. he's got he's got the Latino hair. You don't understand how annoying it is, Bradley. <laughs> it just gets everywhere. You gotta you gotta tie it up. I'm wearing a band. I'm literally wearing a bandana right now. <laughs> it's a fun design, but I agree. Echo is there. Hey, he's, he fought in the Clone Wars. He did enough. <laughs> you pointed out a, a good thing earlier when we were chatting about this, that Hunter's just kind of the Leonardo. He's like, yeah, let's, I'll lead you. Let's, let's go win. But that's pretty much as far as his personality goes. Leonardo is a superior character, but also has decades worth of comic stories and movies about him. Hunter might get there. This is probably going to go on for six, seven seasons, wouldn't you say? I mean, it ended with a cliffhanger for sure. We, we didn't even talk about the fact that this whole show is, what, six, 15, 16 episodes? Uh, 16 episodes, and the first episode is like a 90-minute film. As God intended. <laughs> this could have been, this probably could have been less than eight episodes and worked yeah, better. Yeah. Well, I will say, episode six was my favorite, and we're going spoiler three, spoiler free, but it really hits home the evil, the empire, really puts forth in their control over these clones, I would say. Thrasher, who I think is just a delight because he acts his age. These clones are, what, four or five years old? And he kind of acts like a five-year-old, and I think that's pretty cool to think about. I mean, that is how old his mind is. And something happens to him in which the empire is able to take control for lack of a better term, and he becomes horrifying. I also want to point out with this rant that D. Bradley Baker, this is probably the best animated Star Wars vocal performance I've ever heard. He's controlling or giving life to multiple clones who I used to think were just exactly the same. Who cares? It's a casual less war when robots kill clones. No one really dies. But somehow with a similar voice, he gives so much personality and uh, motivation to all these same quote-unquote characters 
And I'm just astounded by the talent he has. Just Echo, huh? No, nobody has anything to say about the <laughs> Ad Batch members. Um, well, well, Tech, it, Tech's it, all right, you know, but Leonardo was never anyone's favorite. <laughs> yeah. Donatello was the one that does machines. Yeah, and well, yeah, and also I, what I enjoyed about this was even though Omega was a kid, she wasn't, you know, useless, useless. She she had to pull her own weight. Like she, uh, uh, many times, she she's the one who has to pull through for them. She makes them a family, you know. She brings them together as a family because the you know they're brothers in arms, and that's pretty apparent. Omega's real name is Dom. <laughs> it is nice to have an episodic show that you could just jump into, and if you're watching it, your and your kids like just plop down next to you. They don't got to know what's going on before this. It's just the, it's the new adventure. Very yeah, very true. So this actually pulls from a lot of Star Wars throughout all of their uh, films, TV shows, animated aspects. So much so that I missed a ton of Easter eggs. And I didn't watch too much of The Clone Wars. But there are some great cameos from that series. Everyone's favorite cameo from The Clone Wars uh, makes an appearance. All the Darth Maul fans out there, not him. I apologize if he's your favorite. (laughs) Doggy, I th- I believe you've seen all of this, and a question for the rest of you. Did you have a favorite cameo without spoiling, or did you think they were kind of, okay, we get it, you own everything? Well, I didn't see a lot of that other stuff, but uh, I think the cameo you're talking about, because I know enough about it, was probably my favorite. That kind of turned the whole episode into a Western, the two-part? Yeah. Oh, was that guy a, a cameo? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very sorry about the spoiler restriction talk because it's awkward I mean, how about I, how about I think uh in both cases overall mm-hmm. when you because this show is very hey it's power rangers it's like hey this is the adventure this episode and it's we beat the bad guys and we got away but the two parters because there's two of them i think there's two that are my, kind of my favorite it's like oh all right there's actually story here we're getting some beef there's um there's this thing about the show where yeah there's like it's very loosey goosey you know adventure we're gonna do this for this time and then next episode we're gonna we're gonna do this and next episode Hunter's gonna go to the dentist now we're just yeah. we're just we're just ch- <laughs> chugging along but in the background what the one of the more interesting aspects of the show which does involve crosshair is watching the empire grow and it makes me excited because we get to see. Like the Empire aren't good guys, but they are still a government like ruling, and it's going to be. It's it's it would be interesting to see what else they'll do with that idea. Like, man, Disney owns everything. Maybe there's an episode where it's stormtroopers fighting xenomorphs. The sky's the limit. <laughs> you know, the prequels and the politics in those were pretty shoddy, especially the Phantom Menace. Very shoddy. Pretty stupid, actually. The Bad Batch seems to have taken a lot of lessons from the Empire and George Lucas's obscure political intrigue that he has that he tries to put in these family adventures. But I agree with you on that, Doggett. I think they sold it really well, how uh, some of these governments that are suddenly under the Empire and Emperor Papatine are like, okay, what does that mean? What are you going to do to us? I got to give a speech to my people and let them know it's okay. Is it going to be okay? And it really depends on who is on the planet, what (laughs) stormtroopers were representing them. (laughs) And I think that's interesting, too. And the two-parter that really dives into that also has some cute cameos from shows that a lot of people never finished. You know, some Star Wars Rebels show up 
And that's fun, I guess. No, that episode's boring. <laughs> I get, I love the show. I can freely admit that two-parter with that character, and I love that character. That episode was boring. I can, I can admit it. Some of it's okay. I, I liked the intrigue of the assassinations, uh, cloak and dagger, and just these skeezy ass career military ad like. What was his name in Rogue One? Uh, Krennic uh, had that badass cape played by Mendelssohn. Just anytime a evil Empire dude has career aspirations like that, I, I, I'm entertained. Nothing scary like a space, like a space colonizer. Exactly. <laughs> so let's go into our final thoughts, Marco. Why don't you lead us, sir? I say this for every kid show that I've ever uh, rated. That I was like. Um... I would grade it on a curve for a little bit because I'm not the intended audience. But that being said, this was fun for what it was. Uh, I think the tone gets a little weird sometimes with it starting. It presents itself as like these bad batch and they're talking about what so what it means to be a soldier. Do they is it just following orders, all this other stuff. So it kind of gets tries to get philosophical on that. And then I don't know where Wrecker will just make a funny face and it's like, all right, we're back to kid mode. So it's a little weird sometimes, but I think they'll get it down. If, I mean, there's obviously a season two. Like I said, it ends in a stinger. Uh, I'd give it uh, six out of ten computer chips. Inhibited chips. Very good. Elliot. Yeah, I don't have much more to add. Um, to quote Lethal Weapon, I'm getting too old for this shit. Um, you know, this is a kid's show. Deep, deep into Star Wars lore. And I, you know, I, I, I've given up trying to get into Star Wars lore at this point. Um, you know, that being said, this isn't a complete waste. There were some story arcs that were kind of interesting and made me perk up. There's a kind of Western-inspired thing going on that actually I, I kind of got invested in. But you know, unless you're really big into Star Wars and and definitely have seen Clone Wars, I don't think you're going to get a lot out of this. Uh, I don't think the animation is all that special. It looks a lot better than the Clone Wars did, you know, with that just made out of wood kind of look. But it's, you know, it's nothing to write home about. So, you know, this one really is for Star Wars fans only. And I'm going to give it 5 out of 10 charming robots. <laughs> oh, very nice. Dog it. Uh, I've seen Clone Wars and Rebels and all that. And I actually was, I forgot to comment that, yeah, the animation is actually, is very much is better. But there's like specific reasons like the style is the same. I they're just committed to this look and they're not really going to remove themselves from it. Maybe it makes it easier to animate, I'm not sure. The lighting like throughout the years of the show of of like these series have gotten amazing really and how they um they it, it's there's a lot that goes into how they light the shots. Especially there's an ep- there's a scene in episode 1 where it's like it's crosshair confronting everybody in the group, and it's like a scene from the collector, where it's just a silhouette, and it's, it's terrifying. I guess I was just I'm just more open to all this. I don't really mind all the lore of it all. I don't like I, I don't I'm not diehard about Star Wars, but I don't get annoyed by it. And I think if you keep an open mind, you'll have fun. I would give this seven out of ten. Omega being helpful. <laughs> Yeah, and I do think she's helpful. Too much hate going towards Omega, and it's a wonderful performance, I want to say, as well. I believe that's uh, Michelle Ang voicing Omega. and 
the whole cast is great. And Star Wars usually does have a great voice vocal cast, and this uh, this is no different. Again, much praise is so much to Dee Bradley Baker. I don't know how he does it. I can't wait to hear his next vocal performance, creating all these characters. I'm going to be watching season two, so this isn't going to be a below a five for me. But also, it didn't entrap me like a lot of Star Wars stuff did. Uh, for example, I've been calling the big gruff guy Thrasher this whole review. And uh, Marco, you said his name was Wrecker? Yeah. Like, how did I mess that up? <laughs> of course I messed it up. I, for some reason, I just didn't come to care about any of these characters. Which is weird for me, because the lighting, it's beautiful. The spaceships and all the environmental showcases in this series are gorgeous. There's a scene where Star Destroyer, I believe they're still called that, is about to take off. And it's revving up to go. And it's just beautiful to watch. I loved that scene. I don't know what the characters were doing. Don't remember. I guess I didn't care, but... The environments. You wanted that Lego set. <laughs> I don't know what the end goal is for these Bad Batch. Like, oh, the Empire sucks. Okay, you're a Star Wars character then. I'm going to give this... I'm going to go six out of seven. Completely outdated weaponry, but it's sci-fi looking, so I guess it's okay. <laughs> the rifle never goes out of style. <laughs> 